Welcome to another episode of Design on Purpose, the Workplace Studio podcast. I was going to say, I was going to start it like, oh, the number one podcast in Mwilimba. Like, you know, people do We, we don't know if we can but, say that. No, I don't think so. But it's, a lot of people are claiming number one podcast in the world, so we could claim Mwilimba, but there's probably other podcasts out there. If you're hearing this and you have a podcast in Mwilimba, hit us up. I'd <laughs> <laughs> love to know who you are. I'm sure there's something going on on around here. What a good day we had today. Well, we had a we had a good session today with our producer, Nelson. Yeah, Nelf Life. Nelf Life, yes. Vibes Creative. Vibes Creative, yes. And um, it was uh, we're just you know this is the wait is this the tenth this is tenth episode number ten. We are we have hit a milestone, episode number ten, and we're just getting started. <laughs> Nelson reckons that most podcasts fail within the first 10 episodes, so that's good <laughs> that, we, that we're still here. And, um, and we've been saying that we're going to have people on the show soon and you will all get to meet the infamous producer behind the scenes, Nelf Life, Nelson Fiera, Vibes Creative, next episode, I think, right? Next mm-hmm. one. That's one. So we're going to switch things up, which is pretty exciting. We've been getting the, the um, been kind of just learning uh, or just kind of recapping on, on all the learnings we've had over the last 10 episodes and, and, uh, and what we're planning for the next 10 and kind of talking about, yeah, what's, what's happening um, from here on out. For, we're kind of doing them in like 10 episode blocks, aren't we? Yeah, I think just, you know, taking – there's a bit of learning that goes into it, like even like Nelson said, like from the first one that we did to what we've done. Now, where we're at now, like there's been quite a leap in how we've, you know, how we're presenting and how we feel, I think, getting more comfortable mm. podcasting and also just improving the setup. And now we really need to think about improving the setup for get, having guests on. Yes, yeah. So we're going to start with one guest, but we're going to have the capacity to have two guests. So there could be four people hanging out in the shack on on camera, which is pretty going to be pretty cool. Um, and and yeah, you said like it's a new learning, like it's a it's one thing learning to have a conversation, a recorded conversation with one or two people, and that takes a bit of time to get a bit of you know gel going. So it'll be another another learning process um, with whoever we get on the show, which we've got. We'll probably get 10 probably consecutive ones with guests, right? Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. And we need need to keep learning from there because there's going to be some adjustments that probably need to be made from there, like learning, having people on, you know, even moving boom arms and mics, you know, we've got to reorganize that and cameras and things like that. So, you know, uh, Nelson said that he's putting it, we're in boot camp. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, Nelson, uh, you know, you'll get to hear more about him in the episode, but he's he's done it all before, right? He's he's done 100 or close to 100 episodes of a podcast, got it up to, got some good momentum with it. He's done a lot of stuff with a bunch of different social media channels. He started yeah, from he's zero. Cool. So he's definitely, we're in good hands with Nelson. And also just vibe-wise, vibes creative, vibe-wise, he's, uh, he brings the good vibes. He makes sure that, we, that we're, uh, we're good to go, keeping us on track, making sure... Um, you know, all our processes are in, in, uh, in place so we can just focus on making a good podcast and, That's it. and, um, and go from there. Cause it's, there's so much that goes into it. You don't realize, isn't it? Like from, 
the physical setup to the gear to learning how to talk, but then posting how to drive traffic. And then I guess slowly we'll be, you know, like you describe it like a ladder, which it is, is like how you will start to climb the ladder of guests in terms of, you know, getting people from that we one know. to the next to the next. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. People, you know, close, like close to you and then slowly make your way out. So that's, it. that's pretty exciting. A good segue to today's episode, a learning process, start, starting from nothing and slowly learning something that is pretty much infinite. It's, well, it is infinite because, you know, people don't, it, it continuously evolves no matter what level you're at, which is jiu-jitsu or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which has been uh, something that we've both been training and practicing for a little while now, not too long. We've got white belts, <laughs> which means that uh, that's the entry point to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You get a white yeah. belt on your first day. That's where you start. Um, and the road is really long and it is deep, right? It's pretty, cra- pretty crazy, pretty eye-opening. I've never done a martial art before until Jiu-Jitsu and it's been a real um, game changer and eye-opener to, I guess, now I understand that it's what a martial art is. Mm. I, I didn't understand what a martial art was before until try, to, mm. till trying it, yeah. You never watched The Karate Kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, but now, but like the, art, like the art side of it, you know, it's not a sport. It is, it has sport in it, you know, there's fitness. Yeah, it's like, an, it's like a way of, of living, isn't it? It's a disciplined life, or it's an expression, but it's like a way of, I think holding yourself in the world. Definitely. Would you say that? I would say, I would say it's a philosophy. It's, um, you never get to an end point and it's a, it's a game of constant learning or a process of constant learning. Um, and it is a game because you train, you train for everyone, you know, listening to this, that doesn't know what it is, which I didn't a year and a half ago. Um, you know, you, you train, it's like a team sport that you do individually in a way, like your club or your, your gym or, um, who you train with become pretty much like team members. And you're all sort of like, and and everyone has different belts, colors, you know, some people have been training for decades, others weeks, and everyone trains together. doesn't matter your body size, your, your gender or whatever, your age, none of that matters. Does it on the mats? It's just like all that you're here to roll and learn and um yeah progress on this journey of learning this martial art and yeah it totally translates from the mats to the world like that's a lot of the the cool thing about it and that's where like i guess the kind of art when it really clicked for me it's like oh this is an art form because it is it's not just about what you're doing when you're in your gi on your and the gi's the the uniform you wear the, the pajamas the pajamas <laughs> yeah the pajamas um <laughs> you know it's all everything you learn on the mat is applicable off the mat in life mm. yeah well it's yeah yeah that was that was a point i was going to add it's like the biggest thing that i've noticed about it is like mental training because the thing about jiu-jitsu is that it's there's a real pressure test to it you're actually under pressure Whereas like a lot of other martial arts, like I've been doing a bit of capoeira and it's not contact. I mean, you can go in some hotters and it can be, there can be contact. Um, 
but with jujitsu it's like you're in a pressure situation sometimes you can't you know you can't breathe and you're having to kind of think about a solution and kind of keep yourself calm through you know between your breath and and your mind because you kind of your natural instinct is like you want to panic especially when you're brand new to it when you're a white belt and uh yeah it kind of teaches you to have to find a solution under under pressure oh yeah like sometimes well well that's um that's it you get really comfortable with being uncomfortable with jujitsu you're never really in a comfortable spot and when you get to a comfortable spot like a position where you almost have like an advantage or, or you're able to sort of get leverage on somebody it can so you know, it's not over there it's like so quickly you can just switch and the next minute you're the one kind of pinned to the ground or whatever and it is it is definitely a, a mental and physical combo um because yeah it's like when you're experiencing such physical um adversity or or yeah, physical pressure like you're saying like to the point where you can't you can't breathe in some instances and you manage to mm. calm yourself to the point where you can come up with some sort of solution or at least try and that's the thing like it want to like, make it to the end of the time <laughs> yeah wait for, wait for the buzzer to go off but um yeah it's like it's like learning to um always try something rather than just get uh like be let, passive yeah yeah that's been a big learning i think for me with it is like as you you learn you know because it's like the more the more you learn the more skills you start to get and the more little techniques you get and you're able to keep moving but it's it's very it's still very easy to just go oh just like you know tap out like not tap 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 out but like or, or you tap out that's a whole another thing we can talk about um but like yeah allowing the the, the situation just to get the better of you there's always like a, a way and escape some other um solution and it's usually just these little adjustments that you start to learn of like okay instead of just feeling this immense pressure of this giant person i'm rolling with it's or like, a tiny person that's putting immense <laughs> pressure on you yeah exactly just feeling the <laughs> immense pressure of any person depending on their skill level or size because mm. um, yeah pe tiny people can make you feel like it's, an elephant it's amazing. Sitting on you. <laughs> um but yeah learning how to just go okay this sucks how do i adjust my position as the first step to be able to then work out what the next step could be. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I think that we've, since we've been doing that, we've really applied that in the way that we're approaching business, aren't we? Cause you're not, the thing about jujitsu is that you're learning, not, if you make a big movement or if you're putting your arms out there trying to do <laughs> something, you're going to get, you're going to get fucked basically. Yeah. So uh, you, you're really just trying to make these little micro movements and adjustments like you're saying. And it's like with us, with our work here, it's like, you know, instead of doing big movements or big plays on things, it's like these little things or these little wins that you can get. And even like with working with clients or doing proposals, it's like just doing uh, high quality little shipping little pieces of work, getting feedback early and, you know, building relationship rather than like putting something together on your own for a week or two without getting any input and then you going know, all out on going something all and, out and, and it doesn't. Burnt. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you learn that pretty quick. Once you get started, it's like, you can so easily just burn out. Like the first, you know, when you first start going, it's like you're using more energy and more force and more strength to try and get mm. you through a role with, with somebody. 
Um, and all the techniques don't require strength or um, there's some things where you need a bit of explosive moments and things, but mainly it's about the technique that gets you through not necessarily going, yarn like just, you know, like it's, yeah. it's very smart the way that it works and very technical. Um, it's leverage, right? Like strength does help with it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you had zero strength, it would be quite difficult. But also I suppose the story of Helio Gracie was that he had, I think it was like some condition where he pretty much had no strength and that's how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu got to where it is because he was this tiny, skinny old man or young guy at the time. But he had like, he would get gassed really easy or something like that. Like he would lose, he would either like had in his tiny. But gas is cardio, right? Getting gassed. Like he did, like, like any kind of like movement oh, okay. would just make him really tired. Fatigued, Fatigued exactly. So, um, and that's why, or partially why it's so, it's got this whole technical aspect. And it doesn't matter if you're this tiny person, you can take down some mega, you know, human, some big, burly, strong person. And, you know, a 14-year-old can take you down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those kids are crazy. <laughs> They're very technical, actually. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of the uh, people that do jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, the higher up, it seems you get like, oh, oh, one thing, yeah. The one thing that's crazy is that you never know who's really good at it, you know, like if they're not on their gi with their colored belt. It's like some dweeby person or some like what like you know you, you can totally judge somebody and be like oh that you know thinking of their physical ability but like if you know you have no idea you got no idea it definitely makes you think twice doesn't it not that I get into fights or anything like that but like you wouldn't pick a fight with someone after after doing jujitsu because you have no idea what someone's what someone Abilities, knows or what knowledge yeah. someone has you just haven't you just can't you can't pick it yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. There was a clip somewhere of um, uh, Hannah Gracie. They're talking about they're asking him. Somebody was interviewing him, saying like, "Oh, have you ever been in a, a fight?" And Hannah Gracie's like one of the. He's like grandson of Helio Gracie, like the family that created Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in the in the beginning. Um, and uh, he's like, "No, I don't. I've never been in a fight um, because Jiu Jitsu is all about." Um, diffusing the energy you know if somebody's coming at you hard you're not going to come at them hard too because that's going to make more more it's going to make more of that it's going to create more energy and and blow things up it's like jiu-jitsu is all about like you know use the leverage like you're saying like someone's blowing up it's like he, he said like he'd be very calm and like use body language that would diffuse the situation if not then a soft hand on the shoulder and the person would relax you know, and he's like, "That's jujitsu." You know, that's that's the same thing. It's the it's these full up this these principles you can apply to any situation, really. Uh, you know, and we only know the, like hardly anything with white belts, but um, that's it's a uh, long road. <laughs> but that's it. It's like <laughs> knowing that um, knowing that you have uh, some ability to use the energy that might be directed at you in a way that can you, you're in control. You can actually use mm. that energy to, to, to change it or disseminate it uh, into a nonviolent um, way, you know, communicating in all these different ways. So, yeah. What about tapping out? Tapping out. Oh gosh. 
Uh, <laughs> I've done that. Maybe explain how how it kind of works to like in you know for people that don't know what tapping out is and like what the kind of. Well, I don't. I to be honest, I don't really know all of the the competition rules or anything like that. Yeah, or not like, rules, I don't know but all I just that, mean but like, like what it looks like. Well, when you're you train. basically yeah. you're trying to submit someone right in a, in a choke or a. Well, yeah, in a choke, it's a choke, choke right, or, or a yeah, hold or, or something. Yeah, an armbar or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. So you're either trying to choke somebody or get somebody in some kind of hold, or and they're trying to do it to you. So it's like, and you're trying to get into these positions where you're you're able to pull one of these movements off. Um, but if someone's got you in a position like whether they're, you know, got you in a triangle. You know, you cut, <laughs> cutting off the circulation. It cuts off this, doesn't it? It cuts off yeah. the, the veins to your to your neck, the to your head, on the side, sorry, yeah. to your brain. Can't so you can't. Called. Mark always talks about them, but yeah, they're they're bad. I don't know, but when you're in a when you're in a triangle, your your head feels like it's going to explode. And I don't know how long you've got till you till you pass out, but I do. I just tap. <laughs> oh yeah, you've passed out before. I've passed out a few times. Yeah. Gosh, I kind of want someone to do that to me, just so I know <laughs> what it feels not. like. Just don't tap. um but yeah and uh same thing like if someone's got you in some kind of lock on your arm or or you know twisting your shoulder what are those called um like a kimura Kimura, americano yeah yeah Yeah. then you know you're feeling your shoulder kind of rotating the wrong way yeah so you're gonna gonna tap i i I do it quite early i don't want to mess around with that stuff so i do tend to kind of like yeah well, that, and that that's it with the tapping. It's like kind of like a humility sort of, it's quite humbling in a way. Like if you don't, if you really like got a lot of bravado, like you get softened when you're in jiu-jitsu because some little person's probably going to, you know, take control of you if you, you know, when you're first starting and, and you got to tap and it's like this process of always kind of knowing when to actually tap out like it, it is like it's not letting your ego or your bravado take the better of you you mm. got to actually be like okay yep. <laughs> yeah. i'm done here you've got me good okay and then you start again and you keep keep rolling yeah. but that's that's a bit of a, a lesson in itself isn't it yeah i mean I've, I've i've never had an issue with tapping out but i imagine like if you're a big you know burly guy and you're used to being the you know strongest in your group of friends or whatever and you go into a, a gym and you've never really had any experience before, I imagine that would be quite, you know, humbling in that in that sense. Yeah. yeah well, getting, I, getting choked out by a 12-year-old. Yeah. yeah, that's humbling. <laughs> I don't think I've been choked out by a 12-year-old, but I think in one of my first weeks of doing it. <laughs> I got. I've. I've gone. I've gone out a couple of times, um, and it's from cho- neck chokes, and they just. It's just too late. You. You want to tap, and you go to tap, and then you're out. You're sleepy time. You're too. Yeah, it's too late. Um, I think the first time someone had me in a cross collar, and I didn't really know what he was doing. So, oh. And I was like, oh, and then I'm just working. I'm waking up, and I was like. Were people around you when you were working up? Uh, no, no, I wasn't out like fully gone. For, like you go black, you go limp, and you know you see you just. It's very peaceful. Did you have a sense of time at all? No, it was trippy. It's like you come back and you're like, you feel amazing. You're like, oh wow, I'm just like unified with the universe, and then you're like, oh, oh, oh wait, oh, oh okay, I got it. Yeah, I just got checked out. <laughs> 
and the person's always like that does it are always like they feel so bad they're like oh no no and you're like no that was my fault like i didn't tap early enough sorry i saw someone at a comp once we were at that comp we did you see that and the guy the the ref he felt terrible because he he didn't stop he didn't realize the guy one guy was out because his eyes were open and he just the guy was completely out and it took him a while to come to and then he he got a bit of a fright, a shock when he when yeah. he realised he was in the middle of a competition floor and he'd yeah. been sleeping on the ground. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to because sometimes your hands are stuck too, and you're trying to tap, so you got to either yell as well yes, sometimes, sometimes, or like, it, yeah, it can be difficult. Like if your hands are pinned and you're getting something, like if someone's got your legs, their hands, and your legs, got and they're you choking in, you. Nelson's got you in a gift wrap. <laughs> yeah. The Venezuelan. Present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's um, but that, but that also like comes into life so much too, isn't it? It's like the the tapping. It's like it's that's the thing. It's like not just burning all your energy, like all of this. It's like not burning all your energy coming in hot, but just fading straight away. But then also, not, you know, taking your time, learning the right way to go about things, conserving your energy is a huge part of it. You know, if you if you lose your energy. You, you know, you're not, you're not very, you're going to last too long. Um, and there's, and it comes down to technique and like being lear- learning the craft. You can't just be good at jujitsu from the beginning. It's like you start no. at the, bo- the bottom, you can't fake your way. You can't cheat your way through. You start at the bottom and you learn bit by bit by bit. And it seems like it just goes on forever. You kind of start at the bottom a lot, don't you? Because you, you start, you get, the white belt, and then you're kind of like getting somewhere with that. Well, you know, you think you're getting somewhere with that. Well, you are getting somewhere yeah, with that. There's actually right. quite a lot to learn as a as a white belt. Like I, you know, and I don't even know. I don't even know the, the fraction of it. Uh, but you get all the base the base positions, all the base positions yeah, you learn yeah. as a white belt, pretty much. So it is a lot to take in. But then you get, then you go up to your blue belt after that, and then you're starting. Again, at the bottom of the blue belt, because you compete within your belt rank. So, like, if you're white belt, you compete compete white belt. No matter if you have no stripes or four, you're still competing against that belt color, that regardless, belt color. right? Yep. And then when you you might have been you had your four stripes white belt, and you kind of maybe feel like you've got somewhere, then you go up up yeah. the class. Ooh, I'm pretty much the, a blue belt, but then you get you begin again back that's to square right. one. And it is interesting to watch at the tournaments the black belts compete, the black belts when they compete compared to the white belts because it's really slow and you can you can see there's, there's a lot more flow to it. It's it's yeah. it's it's tight. And then the white belts are very fast and there's a you can just see the scrappy ga- yeah scrappy yeah yeah scrappy right. and yeah just like the the black belts are very controlled and very you know. Like they, Sneaky. They, yeah, they're like, and it's like, you know, you can see them thinking and moving and, but they're always like, it's like chess in a way. Like I'm not, even, I don't really even know how to play chess so much. Like, but. Yeah, they call it human chess, Yeah, right? like it's totally like that because you kind of, you can throw out, you know, little fakes and things, little baits, pawns or whatever you would compare it to, but you're really playing this other, you're going down this other track where you're actually. They're leading you actually somewhere. Actually going over here and then. You find yourself there and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) And they're like, yes, 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 here we are. Taking control of you now. 
<laughs> and um, and they're not even you know breaking a sweat while you're like huffing and puffing <laughs> going on. No way. Yeah. So you see, you can really see the the uh, the gap. Like when you when you roll with a black belt or, or or even a blue belt, you know, you do see there's like a clear gap between your ability and your technique and their ability and how they hold themselves. It's like mm. it's very obvious. Each, oh, yeah, totally. Each like, step up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, I don't even know what I don't know. But it is, I'm, I am enjoying it. It's really, it's been super fun. Yeah. And just the culture of it. Like, I, I, uh, it was something I didn't realize that I was missing in my life. Like, I'd been doing, you know, yoga and surfing and, and sports the last kind of, you know, like, but more like alone, like single person things the last, 10 years mm. and I grew up playing footy and team sports and I just sort of forgot, like once I gave up rugby, um, I just forgot what it was like to be in a team, team environment and it's, it's been amazing because it's like, oh, this is what it's like and, and it's, but it's also you're not in a team, like you are yourself but it's like this community team, like it's not this set team because each each night you go to training, there might not be the same people, you know, a few like people do different days or whatever. But there's this like cu- culture within the, the the gym and in jiu-jitsu at large too. Like most people you meet are really friendly. You kind of, um, you know, it's competitive but it's not because when you're training at your gym each night or, or just, um, you know, doing your – daily session or whatever you're still kind of competing with each other but you're helping each other exchanging knowledge Mm. like trying to correct each other or impart some sort of knowledge or get some you know learn something yourself and it's uh it's got that real exchange as part of the 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 culture of it people are quite generous aren't they with their knowledge within the jiu-jitsu i don't know would you call it a community culture culture yeah. yeah it's people are very generous with their with their knowledge, there's a there's a women's open mat that I've been to once before. It's on every month in the Gold Coast, and it's so cool to go. And yeah, they're so open, and they'll teach you little things. Or you'll have a role, and someone will go, "Oh, well, you know, next time this happens, you know, try this." So you're always picking up these little bits and pieces from people, and it's mm. you know, you're kind of adding. You don't remember all of it, but trying to retain as much as possible. And that's as, that, and you're you're talking about like people from different um, yeah different clubs, clubs or, or academies you call them right different academies or I don't know everyone calls it there's a few different terms I think isn't there gyms clubs academies um, but yeah like same with um, Jeff's no gi no worries like it's like a monthly um, open mat which like an open mat means that anyone can come open door and that's that's common across the oh, yeah, whole on, culture too it's like this, yeah it's like one day a week uh they kind of just open the gyms up and anyone can you know so you can invite your friends or if you're visiting from another place you can just go to the local gym and uh, school or academy or whatever you yeah, call roll, it. roll it different and, with different clubs and get to right? go and hang out yeah and and every time it's always you know i haven't traveled everywhere i've just done it like a few different places but um, when when we uh, the no gi no worries for instance like there'll be like ten different pe- um, uh, schools coming together and yeah same deal it's like super good vibes everyone's just like mates like having a good chat before and after each role making sure everyone knows each other's names there's also that whole tradition of like 
when you step on the mats, like you go and introduce yourself There's to a, everybody. That, yeah, that's right. Shake Each everyone's person, hand. Shake everyone's hand, say hi, you know, and, and there's like, so it is, it kind of forces this, um, yeah, commu- mm. commu- like uh, exchange and, and um, uh, relationship between everybody because it is quite intimate too. You don't want to like, you want to just kind of say hi and then go, okay, cool, and then you can, you know, get into it. Mm. Otherwise it could, it would be. I guess some gyms might be more intimidating. I don't know, but everyone I've been to has been pretty open and, and caring. Yeah, it's all, and, yeah, for sure. That's my experience. Yeah, yeah. And even just like the beginning, like I remember Russell Brand, I think, was talking on his – he did this great episode on jiu-jitsu. Have you seen it? I don't know. Was that when he got his purple belt or something like that? It may have been. He always posts – he's posts a lot of stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. I like his mouth guard. It says, like, I love you or something <laughs> across his teeth. But, yeah, he <laughs> – But uh, I'm going to choke you. Yeah. He – um. He was, yeah, he does this great episode. Uh, I think it's called like Why I Love Jiu-Jitsu or The Benefits. I don't know, just type in Russell Brand Jiu-Jitsu, but he, he talks about all the great things that he's learned from it. But even just like the thing of where you, how you start and bow and run around in a circle, you know, it's like very kind of traditional but like tribe like you feel like you're like a bit of a tribe in a way like you're like running around in a circle and then next minute you know you're, you're grappling on the ground or like you know learning mm. these kind of very primal sorts of of things and i guess it is like you know most cultures have some sort of martial art right like yeah. or some sort of physical well fighting like people and you know i talk about the functional pattern stuff a lot but it's like the natural movements of people isn't it it's like I think they the functional patterns. They have the 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 first four or something like that, or for, or maybe it's even the first five. I can't remember, but it's like standing, walking, running, throwing, but fight and fighting. Fighting's like one of the. I don't know if that's, well, that's included where it all in that, comes but together, it's I guess, one. Of, yeah. That's yeah. Well, that's like what people are people do. So these movements, natural movements, and when you have a look at. Like I've been looking at these martial arts now, like looking at capoeira and, you know, we've been watching mixed martial arts and you can see like the Muay Thai and, you know, you see the judo throws and all these kind of things. And you can kind of see the the movements and the different expressions of those movements across different countries and cultures and how they've kind of, they are natural human movements, but they've just been applied in different ways. Yeah, and it's so interesting because you can see them kind of bl- blurring together. Like even the other the other day, Nelson posted some like Muay Thai kicks that he was doing at at the Bunchu gym, and like it looks like some of the capoeira stuff as well. Mm. So it's all kind of yeah. Well, it, they're sort of well, it's like the way I've sort of looked at it or like seen it from this lens after learning it. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like. They're cultural things, the martial arts, like we're saying, but it's like they almost mimic, well, they do mimic their environments or even the the animals or the actual environment around, you know, like, Mm. you know, like you think of karate or, you know, these things, it's like, up, you know, tigers and things. And then it's like, um, you know, like Muay Thai, like they almost look like, like they have like these fun forward kicks, like almost like like a, a chicken, or like a rooster, like, or something. Yeah, like it looks like like cockfighting kind of vibes, you yeah, know, it does, it which does. is big in Thailand. And the music as well or, that they play with Asia. that, isn't it? Yeah, the music. It's, yeah, and even like capoeira, you know, it's you can see the movement, like because it's all sneaky. It was all very, you know, either low to the ground. They were they didn't have space to 
to train. They were in like, you know, they would have been in these little, uh, you know, under the house or like, yeah, yeah, confined spaces or like even the music that goes along with that. You can just imagine them like out in the fields, like, you know, cutting cane or doing whatever they're doing. It was, it was slaves that began this martial art. Mm. And, uh, you can just see how the music would have been, you know, because they wouldn't have seen each other in the fields. It was like call and response. They were all being connected together. But even, yeah, it's like small, small game and and, and big game, like depending on the space that they're in. Mm. Definitely see that come through. Yeah, because it's all sort of dependent on what the environment was or the, or the context of where it emerged from because, you know, some martial arts have like a – like um clothing outfits you wear or uniforms or whatever you call it like like jiu-jitsu or or capoeira too right or i think traditionally capoeira didn't have uniforms i think it yeah there's a bit of a story about that like around it was it actually was illegal because it was like kind of like a gang thing like they were seen as like a gang thing or like you know it it went underground and i think that they brought it back and they kind of made it more of a Mm. martial art with uniforms and, and, and things like that. And we could probably even get um, Mestre oh, yeah. in to talk a little bit about that because it is a really cool story about the capoeira. I like it because it's all like about the yeah. oppre- like fighting good. oppression and, and, you know. And it's got like music but also, you know, all these have, like we're saying, music, but then also some have weapons or like instruments that they, you know, yeah. swords or sticks or, you know. <laughs> bearing mouse. Yeah, bearing mouse, exactly. Um, so it's super interesting. It's really just opened up my whole world to uh, martial arts in general because now you, you learn to appreciate all the different types. And, you know, I used to look at the UFC um, and kind of was like, oh, it's like, because it is brutal. It's hard to watch at some, you know. <laughs> it is brutal. It's, it's hard to watch. Like when it gets rough, it's like, whoa. But when you start to practice a martial art, you realize what goes into getting to that level, the mental training, the physical training. These people are like multi, mixed martial arts artists, which means they don't just do one, they do multiple. They might be black belts in multiple martial arts with Muay Thai, with whatever, kicking, punching, grappling, the whole thing. Mm. And it's just like, wow, like that's a whole another level. And when you get into that octagon. There's only one way out. Exactly. It is do or die. And, you know, one person wins. And that's, that's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Now, now I'm really into the UFC because I can really appreciate the art of it where, where, and you get to, and when, when you start learning the intricacies of it, you know, you get, cause you can look at a fight and it might not look too exciting, like depending on what kind of, style the person's fighting but when you like if you're looking at a, a jiu-jitsu match especially in the gi so they do jiu-jitsu in gi and no gi but if you watch the professional tournaments in the gi it's way slower it's almost like watching like i don't know i, I can compare them to like a three-day test match of cricket versus like a 2020 or something like the no gi is like fast it's there's no grips fast, you can't hold on they're just like whoa 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 fast but then the geese, like, they get these holds and they can really control a position for much longer and it's much more, like, sort of thought out and deliberate. They're very different sports even in themselves, aren't they? Massively, yeah. One's way more, like, react, like, you're, like, constantly in this reaction, action, react, like, they both yeah. are, but uh, the, the feedback of the no geese is just, like, incredibly fast. Mm. Legs, I do love arms. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's super. Uh, it's it's fun, and that's oh, it gets your heart rate up. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and gets get gets you sweating. That's for sure as well. It's like super intense with uh, with the <laughs> with the sweat. But um, yeah. Well, we're almost at uh, at time here. But anything else you want to share on jujitsu before we close out? We're gonna. There's there's so much more to talk about jujitsu too, isn't there? And like, like and we we hardly know anything. No shit. No. Like we, you know, like we're just starting our journey with it. So imagine like bringing someone like Mark on, or you know, it'd be interesting to hear what they've got to say. Oh there's yeah. There's always so much to learn. Yeah, but for anyone that's that's uh, thought about it, or maybe you haven't thought about it, I'm. Since big, since learning jiu-jitsu, Tom's been shilling jiu-jitsu I am like, to I'm like jiu-jitsu an, shill. an advocate. I'm just like, <laughs> everybody, try Brazilian jiu-jitsu, go. You know, because everyone's like, oh, I've been thinking. Like so many of my mates are like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to or whatever. And I'm like, no, go. Just go and do it and you'll, you'll be like, oh, of course, now I get it. Because I had no idea what it was until I went and actually tried it. You know, I, I actually hadn't even really watched it. I just thought it was cool because I – well, didn't, I didn't even think it was cool. I didn't even know what it was. I saw I saw a um, an old friend of mine, Kane Wilkin, get his black belt on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, that looks interesting." And I think you were like, "You need to, you know, go and try something like different." And I was like, "Like after doing yoga for so long, I was kind of just, I don't know, I just needed something different." And that yeah. was like it. I just got there. I was like, "Oh, this is it. Community, physical." mental learning yeah. like intellectual it's like everything in muddled into one and that's that's where you go oh, okay i get it the art like martial arts i think arts. you need that though like that contact like just kind of like in a bit of a impact not easy oh this is not really impact sport it's not striking or anything but it it, it does feel good to just like kind of like wrestle and have contact and, yeah reminds me of being a kid you know, when you're a kid, like not everyone's into physical stuff as a kid, but I, well, I was for sure, you know, like when, you know, whether it was just like getting exhausted, like I even remember like wrestling with my dad when I was little and things like that, like, and you just find it so funny, you yeah. know, you just be laughing and um, and it kind of has that, that aspect to it. Yeah, like it, it is kind of, you know, it connects you to just being playful and physical and yeah, just learning stuff as, as an adult as well. Learning new things and as an adult is like a whole new. It can be quite scary for people to try new things like that. Like going in as a white belt in your thirties or your, you know, forties. Oh, you know, fifties, sixties, seven. Like, there's no real age where you can where they where say it's too late. yeah, where yeah. it's too late. Yeah, no, and it helps you so much. Like with confidence. Like that was another thing, confidence, in the sense that. You before when you start to learn some self defense and when you get comfortable with physical physicality, it makes you much more relaxed. Because if somebody were to try and do anything to me now, like on the street or something, like instigate some violence or something, or some or, or like to any degree, like if someone sketchy came up or or if there was a brawl or if someone was in trouble, you've actually got skills now. You know, you actually know something what to mm. do, which gives, which relaxes your subconscious a lot, I feel, because you yeah. don't have that back thought being like, oh, shit, you're like, 
what would I do if something happened? Like now you you, you know, like if something happened, you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to read the situation. Your response would be a lot better, wouldn't it? Like you know when you start up out as a white belt and, you know, when there's a fresh person who's just been coming for the first week, the, the reactions are very like, like the arms are going everywhere. They're, yeah. you know, the panicky, panicky yeah. and you learn not to do that very quickly because you know you're going to get just completely gassed in no time at all. So, yeah, so you, you, you do, you kind of have, you end up, even if you, aren't as skilled as a blue belt or whatever and you you still you know there's so much to learn you definitely do have a bit of a different response and to you, the situation yeah and you're not scared like because you're used to it now like if somebody came up and grabbed you whereas before jiu-jitsu they do that like you'd maybe be more shot like i would be but now i you know you're so used to getting grabbed and stuff you're like, oh, it's just like another one of these situations where it's probably just a bit more pressure in this environment. But like your brain, you got that muscle memory then to go, okay, what are the steps I need to take to to um, get myself out of this situation? Le- use leverage to get into a better position. Yeah, yeah. Or diffuse the situation. Exactly. Space or close in, you know, it's like the simple things. If you stay in the middle, you're in, you know, arm's distance to yeah. get hit. What are you going to do? You're going to move closer so they can't hit you or step further away so they can't hit you, you know? Like little simple things, you're like, of course. Like, but a, a scared person or a shocked person would stand, would freeze, and then you're you're prone <laughs> to getting hit. <laughs> yeah. Even though jujitsu, there's no punching or kicking anyway, but it's about managing space and and things like that. And 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 also, it's like anyone that is probably in some sort of physical situation on the street probably doesn't know a martial art. What you they mean, like, if someone's going to pick instigating a fight. something? Yeah, probably not. They're probably not going to because they're not in the the philosophy of it. No, they might like not to say that every there's no jujitsu black belt that goes out and tries to fight people. Maybe there is, but like most jujitsu black belts are like cool, calm, and collected people that are just like, you know, <laughs> no, no problems, no problems around here kind of vibe <laughs> which which would be pretty good good feeling especially yeah after all that uh so many years of, of training and what an accomplishment what an accomplishment yeah and then when you get to black belt you still got to keep going <laughs> let's see start there again so wow what a journey i'm definitely going to continue on the on the jiu-jitsu path for as long as it uh well looks like it for a while, I don't see myself stopping. Oh. We can also at the end. Uh, <laughs> but thanks uh, for listening to another episode. Um, we, as always, you can find us on social media, Design on Purpose, on TikTok, on Instagram. You can also uh, check our YouTube channel, Design on Purpose, if you're not on there right now. Otherwise, you can also uh, stream this on Spotify, uh, on podcasts. Uh, you can check out our design agency, Wordplay Studio, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. We're also we're on Telegram. Uh, we've got a Telegram channel that would be good to get some some people on there because we've been we've been I think we're getting into more posting some stuff. We've been putting the uh, the YouTube videos on there when new ones come out and any cool articles and things and things we just find we find yeah. we've been chucking in there so. I think at the moment there's only three people in there and we're two of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like when we go live, we're like, oh, wow, there's two people. And I'm like, oh, wait, there's that's two people who are us. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, oh, and that's a good, good point. Uh, Friday mornings, 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on LinkedIn and on our Instagram, we answer questions. We do a live Q&A. And like design questions, brand and design questions. Yes, so if yes. you're starting a business and you want some you know, you've got a question around your branding or where to start, even start with that or a business question. Yeah, it can, be, it can be a complex question too. Like we, we take the time to really go deep and understand what the what really is the, the issue that or the, the yeah. challenge that needs to be solved. Um, so it can be high level or down in the trenches, we'll, we'll get down there and or up there and, and give, you, give it our best. Uh, so that's 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you can't make the sessions live, Share your questions with us uh, and we'll answer it live in the session. So you can just hit us up on any of our social media platforms or even text message if you know us, if you got the numbers, whatever. Get the message to us, uh, the, the question I to us. I don't really check my text Oh, sorry, well, Telegram or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll answer them and you can, you can catch the recording. So um, and we've, uh, we've done a couple so far and we've, we've – Actually, I heard I, there was some. Michelle said that after the uh, session last week, she got like two two new wholesale customers like over the weekend after the Friday. So but like, why? Um, Did she do something? We, what we said. I think she was. Yeah, she, I think she just kind of just something happened, and she just got into gear and did cool. some things different. Like did just did something. Yeah, and Michelle got some results already, so she was pretty stoked. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's it for another episode of design on purpose and we'll be back next week with a guest, Nelson. Vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. Vibes creative. <laughs> Us. Us. <laughs> <laughs>